Welcome to the Programmatic Digest, a podcast dedicated to review industry headlines and trends in the programmatic and digital ad tech world. I'm Ellen Parker, your host and Chief Programmatic Sensei of Ellen Parker Consulting, where we offer customizable training in programmatic media. All right, all right. I think we are live. Hey, Gabriel. Hello, hello. Hi, hi, old friend. Um, <laughs> we're going to give everybody maybe a couple minutes to hop on. Since this is a live, usually uh, everybody tends to log in about like 31 or 30 second minutes. But in the meanwhile, how are you doing? How's everything in the Magnite world? I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. It's very exciting to... Uh be part of Magnite and we're just such a huge platform now. So, you know, just really excited to kind of dig into the products. I've still got a lot of learning to do. Um, oh, you know, yeah, products, we were just so heavily in the CTV space. Um, and now we have really an omni-channel approach um, with, with uh, display and audio and digital out of home and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, native, and then, you know, they had a very competitive CTV product in market as well with, you know, Tularia and Hulu and all of that stuff. So, Oh, yeah, um, Tularia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tularia is, uh, what is it? It's a TV publisher. So Tularia is an SSP similar to what SpotX was, by that platform. And they mm-hmm. were basically built for Hulu and then have expanded from mm-hmm. there. Um, so learning a lot about their platform and where we have overlap and where we have unique opportunities. So I'm going to share our live stream real quick on LinkedIn. Okay. So while you do this, and as I'm saying, people log in, welcome, welcome to, uh, the Sunset's corner. This is a live series, mini series, I'm going to call it about 20 minutes ish to talk about the importance of continuous education and continuous training in our industry, which is the programmatic media industry or paid advertising industry. So I'll go ahead and introduce myself for the next two, three minutes, talk to you about some special that I'm running for the month of July. And then we have a really cool guest today. If you are familiar with the podcast, Programmatic Digest Podcast, you've heard him more than one time. He is a family, a cousin of the podcast, um, Gabriel Cohen from SpotX and, and Magnet, uh, a company of Magnet, actually. So I'm Ellen Parker. I am um, the founder and chief programmatic sensei of Ellen Parker Consulting LLC. I am a podcaster, host, and producer and sponsor of the Programmatic Digest podcast. I have a special thing going on this month. I'm looking for just three agency partners who just wants to learn or master programmatic media, you know, to sign up in the next maybe eight days. The mission of the project is to help two to three digital marketing agencies, maybe looking to confidently add programmatic media as a service. Um, I want to spend a day with your team, creating a customized training based on your needs, based on how to implement operational workflow to increase your productivity. And I want to be able to see more doggies and kitties pictures on your social media. Because after we spend a day together, you'll be able to walk around a little bit more from your desk and hug your fur friends, okay? Your, your pets or whatever you want. Um, so here are the criteria, because I only have two to three spots left. If you're a growing agency that's ready to add programmatic media into your business, or maybe you've already started but on co- converting and you're not sure, second criteria is you just want an expert advice on campaign setup, audience targeting, 
how to partner with an ad tech or how to reach out to SpotX for CTV opportunities, right? And then the last one is just, you just want to hang out with me and talk all things programmatic. If you're here on this live, it's a great start to uh, to educate yourself on the industry. So if you do match the criteria, if you're interested, go ahead and leave a comment, DM me, uh, but comment the special keyword, which is convert and optimize. So with no further ado, this is a great segue into today's conversation, actually, which the whole series have been um, highlighting the importance of training, right? Gabriel, you are like a lifelong learner. I've known you for years now, and I know that it's a value of yours, and you can see it in your team, and you can see it just in your everyday, uh, the value you, you project and then you provide on LinkedIn, for instance. So talk to us a little bit more about you before we get into CTVs, uh, targeting capabilities, and maybe ask a little bit about best practices when it comes to partnering with somebody like SpotX. And then um, we can go from there. Awesome. Thanks, Ellen. And uh, just for anybody who's listening, yep, I've known Ellen for a very long time. We have dove into anything. You couldn't ask for a better consultant and somebody yeah. to come in, help your team, learn. Uh, so, uh, you know, I might be biased because she's awesome, but, uh, you should look her up because, you know, we've worked together for a long time. We helped a lot of smaller agencies understand programmatic and I've seen her grow as well. And, uh, it's really exciting to see where your, um, programmatic sensei ship has gone. <laughs> you know, uh, it's been since, um, uh, rep at Central way back when, when we were working with Dream Beach together, and he all yep. came and called us programmatic ninjas, the whole team. <laughs> and then it just took took over, and then he kept tweeting it to me, hey, programmatic ninja. And then one year when I started the podcast, I think he he uh, he tweeted, oh, I see that you're a sensei now. So I was like, I might as well own it now. I got I to gotta make it happen, you know? <laughs> But back to your intro. Sorry, back to your intro. Uh, no worries, no worries, no. Um, uh, so I'm Gabriel Cohen. I work for Magnite now. I was at SpotX, which was the largest kind of CTV, OTT, and, and lead in the video space. Now I'm part of Magnite, which uh, purchased and acquired us. And we've been working on all that merger and all of that. We're the largest uh, sell-side platform, independent sell-side platform um, that exists now. So an omni-channel approach, uh, you know, obviously with a huge flavor of CTV because we reach such a massive audience there, but um, just an awesome product lineup with display, audio, digital, out of home, native um, to complement uh, the OLV and CTV world. Um, so I've been in the industry for a long time. I've been hands-on keyboard. I've been strategy. I've worked at independent agencies. I've worked at... Hold goes, and now I'm on the sell side. Um, so excited to be here again and uh, want to keep doing more with you, Ellen. Yeah, I think the reason why, and you, this is no no news to the, the ones that have been following us, is like the reason why I respect you so much is because you do have the full spectrum of, of experience. Like you work on the agency side, you've led a team, but also you work in the, on the ad tech side and now you're working on the sell side. So you've literally touched a different uh, touch point, no, no pun intended there. <laughs> but, um, but you've like actually ran a campaign. So you're not just, you might be what in a 
as in sales right now, but you're not just like a like a typical salesperson. And that's no share to to y'all sales, sales <laughs> um, I'm just saying that it's really refreshing to know that <laughs> you've actually done some media activation. You've actually set up on the back end um, and work with partnerships like on the technology on the one-on-one stand and you're bringing that with you like you can feel that charisma with it thank you yeah i think that's been a really helpful part of my career transition to sales i had to learn a lot about selling but um was good to know that i could speak the language for folks even when i was trying to learn how to sell better (laughs) that part that part learn the language for folks and still learning that's the keywords hashtag keywords so um, so let's chat a little bit about connected TV and OTT targeting capabilities, right? Um, data-driven TV is here. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean for your audience strategy? And I'm literally <laughs> reading the SpotX article that I, I came across. But in, in a few words, how can you maybe summarize it to us? And just remember that we're trying to educate the mass. We're trying, even if you're listening and you're like, oh, I know what's going on. You never know. You can learn something every day. Like I've optimized campaigns for years, but I came across an article the other day and I was like, yo, why didn't I think about it? It was so simple and like just straightforward. So I encourage you, although you're an expert or you're an entry level or you just simply don't know how, where, when to start, um, just just take, take a step back and, and hear and give us the opportunity to give you a different perspective. And so that's why Gabriel is here, right? So talk to us about data-driven. What does it really mean for for our audience strategy? Yeah, I think, you know, the first part is that CTV has come of age, OTT, mm-hmm. however you kind of define that. Um, the reach is there more than pay TV subscribers, not more than broadcast over the air and things of that nature. Right. Certainly, and certainly still a place for that. I'm, uh, uh, like you said, I'm not throwing shade at any, at TV. Um, yeah, it's still a, it's a massive platform and it's due and there's billions of dollars that are invested in that. But I think there is some hesitancy in switching, um, because of the cost associated with understanding the addressable landscape. Um, and, and what that means in terms of trade-off, the, the method tools, the planning tools, to your point, yeah, there's audience data, but it hasn't kind of filtered itself into the same way that TV is planned. And so I, uh, like at, at Magnite, we have solutions to help you understand the give and take between shifting dollars from linear over to OTT and what that would mean for, you know, the holy grail of what a TV buyer is looking for is GRPs, their mm-hmm. reach, and then what that trade-off is in getting more targeted impressions. Okay, so, so go ahead. So I was going to ask something because you just said I don't know if anyone caught that, but it seems like uh, consumer adoption for streaming TV has increased exponentially, right? In the last year specifically, and even before COVID times, like it looked like it was like on a steady upward curve. Uh, but why do you think like brands are still? Or oh, maybe I didn't understand what you just said, but why do you think brands are still uh, not like hesitating to make the move from linear into streaming? So I mean, the numbers are there, the audience is there. Like, it makes sense for me to just like you know move that budget. What? Yeah, the cost, um, mm-hmm. 
cost has been a, a barrier to entry because you're talking about um, major Fortune 500, 100 mm-hmm. companies that have had upfront negotiated rates for, I mean, some of them up to like 30, 40 years. So when they look at a demo CPM, so I think what we're trying to do in the OTT space is take it and say, all right, let's make it look like your linear TV plan. So your demo target, your higher level that you would buy, and then let's get just a little bit more targeted. It could be a trade radius for, you know, a QSR brand. It could be an audience for, you know, in market for cars. Um, And let's show you what it looks like to be just a bit more um, targeted uh, and, and the benefit of that. So, so what prevents that is when they see, okay, if I'm buying ABC on a linear Mm -hmm. level and I've got a $10 CPM, you're Mm -hmm. telling me I need to shift 20% of my budget into what would be a more expensive media um, TV. So that what we're trying to help, educate on with folks is what that share shift looks like. And again, like sometimes it makes sense when I talk to a client and they're, it's like, Oh yeah, you should probably stay in linear right now. Um, and then, but most times we can make the case of saying, Hey, this is going to get you, you know, another 300,000 and plus targeted impressions to an audience that's in market for you. Let your branding efforts be your branding efforts. And like, look at the value of television that's down. Right. Does that answer? Your yeah. Question? And so, so I think that's a good segue into the next question that I have that uh, measurements. So you talked about, so how, how we, how do we best measure incrementality with CTV? Uh, we've talked previously on the podcast about this, so I will refer to whoever wants in-depth explanation to refer to that episode, and I'll share it later. Um, but let's chat about like highlighting the importance of one measurement in a CTV environment or a CTV ecosystem, and how if we need to partner with additional vendors, how how realistic is it to actually measure and capture that user's performance or streamers. Yeah, I, th- I think that's exploded over the past year or so as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with with the expansion of CTV, it has become the expansion of more partners in the measurement space. Um, outside, you know, we use Nielsen, and they have a a platform that has a panel that shows linear versus CTV, and we can show incremental reach there. Um, we can also ingest people's TV schedules and what they have been buying in the CTV space, and tell you mm-hmm. exactly for your audience what would drive incremental household reach penetration. So that's part of the planning tools that I'm talking about that have kind of matured. But on the back end, I think is what you're talking about measurement. Um, You know, two folks that we've really partnered with that have large panel sets, uh, data plus math and TV squared. Those folks um, are, you know, are in a similar space to Nielsen, but they have some really massive panels in terms of linear and CTV viewers where we can help identify where that overlap is happening and then where we can drive incrementality. And then you have data partners in the space. So True Optic is a massive partner. They were purchased by TransUnion uh, mm. recently. Also, yeah, talk about some serious data uh, yeah. on uh, that, TransUnion. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And so True Optic has more than, I think, 60 million households mapped 
So with, with CTV data, so we can exclude there and work on exclusion segments for heavy TV viewers, heavy linear viewers. Um, and there's other data players in the space, Oracle and all of those kind of folks as well that play really well in the space. So I think what we kind of piece together is a front end strategy of planning for incrementality based on the data we can get from an advertiser. Uh, then you have a data strategy to try to exclude using, you know, third party data partners of people who are viewing heavily. ACR data is, is, is still a thing in the, the marketplace, but a lot of the companies are trying to kind of walled garden that a little bit more. You said PCR? ACR. Automated content recognition. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, if I have a Samsung TV or Vizio TV and I opt in being tracked, Mm -hmm. then they know exactly what content I'm watching and they know how I'm watching it. CTV or linear or over the air. And so, Mm -hmm. but more and more, those folks are creating walled gardens uh, for that, for that data. So we just have to kind of go to the back end measurement. Yeah, but you you just acquired LG. I think it was a few. Well, not acquired, but partnered with LG. What was it? A few months ago, because I remember uh, you and I talked about. I had an LG, and I would see. Um, <laughs> I would see. I do want to update everyone that it's, it's gone much better in terms of targeting. Um, except I see a lot of simplified ads every day, all day, every time I'm I log in. All That's my LG. Yes, sir. And yet it's very, it's hype LG. I'm not going to lie. It's not like it's an accidental, you know, pre-roll that ended up on the, on, on that targeting. But yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Simplify. Shout out to them. Before. I mean, it's relevant. You know, I was just uh, helping a client look into um, geofencing and mobile location partners. And that was what, a month ago? I'm still being retargeted, but I don't know. Yeah, don't know that is interesting. Yes. So LG, yes. So in terms of who uses the Magnite platform, Mm -hmm. it's pretty much every major um, uh, television manufacturer. So Samsung, Vizio, LG, Mm -hmm. uh, to your point. And then we also have a massive partnership where Roku devices use us as well for theirs. But to kind of what I was saying, all of those folks, they have a really cool data set and they don't want just anybody to be able to get their data. So a lot yeah. of times you have to go to them to get that. Um, so the back end measurement, to my point, with TV squared and folks like data plus math becomes really important to verify what you're doing if you are using that type of device manufacturer data um, at that mm-hmm. at the user level. So. You know, when you, you say things like this vendor has this data and it's almost like a wall garden and this vendor or this device or this app has this vendor, uh, it's almost like another mini wall gardens. It honestly reminds me of what happened with um, third-party cookies targeting a few years back, how a bunch of publishers and ad exchanges and, and DSP came up with their own language. Mm-hmm. And the traders call it, what, what is it, cookie mapping or cu- cookie table, how they, they have to communicate with each other and try to match it. Yeah. Do you think that's something that's going to happen with CTV? Uh, because I hear a lot of like fragmentation um, challenges. So I'm assuming that's what fragmentation means here, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, fragmentation in the CTV space is based on IP address, not the cookie, obviously. Right, of course. Right, but to your point, it's going the it's going the same way. They're yeah. they're doing the same thing, and with a massive scale and a massive product uh, in the CTV space. So yes, that that fragmentation will continue. Um, folks are 
using products that we have to kind of truncate IP addresses as they're being sent to the DSP so that audiences can't be pulled and taken. You know, you can't just say, I'm going to target, you know, Samsung devices or so, so on and so forth. Anybody, you know, they don't want to give up that audience. They've worked really hard to create a streaming service, you know, a direct to consumer streaming service, or even, you know, just an app based version of their linear And they have, they have an awesome audience there. And so, yeah, there's always that to your point, there's that like, Oh, look at this rich data set that we have. Let's, let's hold on to it and make some money off of it. And then yes. And this is my opinion. um, You know, that, that will open up over time uh, in the future because the, the idea of making money off of data, eventually, you know, that story becomes really compelling um, in terms of selling your data. So we'll, uh, we'll see. There's so much, there's such a difference in, you know, we can talk about, say, cookie deprecation and things like that, but CTV is television and yeah. is governed. That's governed much more strictly in the United States. I don't have a ton of international experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, TV is governed in a very different way than the open internet. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that progresses uh, as the U.S. government gets involved. More. Yeah, I've done some research. I've talked to a few people too about CTV outside of the U.S. borders, and it looks like we uh, CTV here is somewhat a little bit more advanced in terms of reach mm-hmm. and being able to measure some of the data. Yeah. Uh, like I talked to Manuela Cortez in um, um, the Latin Latin American streamer and she was saying that it's at a much uh younger stage like really infantile stage almost but it's growing really fast really rapidly and she was saying that most of that audience uh prefers controlled free uh content like meaning like they don't mind uh seeing control amount of ads to get the free streaming content um, so I thought that was really, really interesting because I feel like this audience, American audience, doesn't mind investing in premium for n- limited ads or almost no ads, right? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, from what I understand, too, and what I've been learning from mm-hmm. SpotX and Magnite, um, is if you think about LATAM and APAC mm-hmm. and EMEA, they don't have subscription cable in the way that we do in the U S so that doesn't exist. So they, their habit. So that like the U S habit of having had a subscription to Comcast or Cox cable or, you know, so on and so forth. That's mm-hmm. been something that's been normal to us for mm-hmm. 50, 60 years. That isn't the same in those other regions. So they're used to just getting on their phone and watching content or having over the air broadcast. Um, so the switch to CTV it's interesting because yes, they just want that AVOD content, you yeah. know, at supported video on demand that's free because that's been their experience for the majority yeah. of their viewing life. Basically, yeah. And uh, she also said that it's also because uh, ads are very culturally relevant as well. So that's why the, the consumer is, you know, doesn't mind it as much. Um, like, for instance, um, I gave the example of Simplify on my TV, but to be honest, like if I if I go anywhere else, like if I'm watching a show on Hulu, Hulu is very very uh, general in terms of targeting. Like the message is very general, and it does not fit my um, I don't know my interests. 
but I understand that, oh, for this type of content, I understand the audience. That makes sense. It makes somewhat sense. Um, right. So, um, and I've seen some of the ads out there and I'm not saying that uh, we, 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 I think we should probably focus on continuing uh, being more dynamic and creative in our creative message. But like when you look at some of the ads overseas, I mean, it's, it's, it's hella funny. It's hella funny. It's very culturally relevant, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's very good. And next week I'll have like MIQ folks and um, they were talking about the U.S. Hispanic audience uh, mm. streaming. And she was saying that they don't, they're not 100% speaking English. They don't 100% speak Spanish, even though they're U.S. Hispanic. I mean, they're Hispanic. They speak 100% of Spanglish. And so yep. she said that the, the creative messaging that was relevant, like on the Spanglish perspective, perform way better than anything else. And so I, th I thought, ah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I can recognize why this will be performing really well. But those are the type of things like, like we hear about it, but I think we're still not there. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, that was going to be one of the questions I was going to ask you. What, what is like this one ad that you've seen while streaming, of course, because um, we, don't, we don't do linear TV here. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not trying to, to throw shades, but what is like a, one of the ads you've seen that was like, oh man, dang, that's good. Like that's a good creative. Like for instance, um, the portal Facebook video mm -hmm. with sign language. Yep. It's me every time. It gets super quiet. Bring your attention. Like, did I lose Wi-Fi? And then you see them sign language, like uh, using sign language to communicate via to communicate, sorry, via the portal, Facebook portal. That is, to me, I was like, yo, I might just get bored. That's really cool. You know, I, I don't have any people in my family that utilize sign language. I think it's a really, really cool um, creative. Like the message behind it is really cool. Yeah. I think uh, just off the top of my head, there's tons mm -hmm. of them um, that I can yeah, think of. Good. I think to your point, actually thinking about the portal, you got me kind of mm -hmm. thinking about that. They've had so many, they've had so many good messages oh, yeah. mm -hmm. during the pandemic uh, that really kind of hit home with us missing family and you know missing loved ones and connecting, uh, cooking yeah. recipes together, all that. I think they have yeah. done a good job there um, as well. So mm -hmm. you know, I could say like you know there was there was the pandemic burnout for ads, but um, you know where everybody was kind of talking about it. Um, and everybody trying to, you know, put their hat in the ring, which they, which they had to do. And I understand that, yeah. but yeah, I think any of those ads that really, you know, just talk about getting back to life, getting back to normal, um, now are things that are resonating more with me. Um, yeah. you know, that way. like our doors, like cookouts, like, uh, what was oh, it? Yeah. Old Navy, Old Navy had, um, yeah. Oh um, man, I'm embarrassed to admit that I forgot her name. She's a singer. Her, I believe, H E R. Her. Yeah. And she she was in the middle of the street just performing, but it was like you can tell like the people were not too close, but they're not too far. It's like oh, COVID is not really gone, but it's still kind of here, you know. And right. it, they were like kind of separate, and she was just playing the guitar. So I thought, oh man, I miss going to a concert. I miss going to food trucks, uh, stuff yep. because we love to eat. Um, so. You know, I forgot to 
to let those that are just joining us <laughs> uh, know the conversation that we're having right now. This is Gabriel Cohen uh, from Spotdex, now owned by Magnite. And uh, we were just talking about CTV, um, audience targeting specifically to CTV, best practices. We talked about uh, fragmentation challenges. We've talked about measurement and uh, consumer of CTV, you know, and OTT, I should say CTV and OTT. And... Um, Here's the last question before before we part ways, and it goes down to almost back to what we we're talking about in terms of measurement. But mm-hmm. let's talk about like fraud on CTV. Like I came across a uh, an article, what was it on Ad Exchanger, I believe, that Double Verify had uh, uncovered one of the largest scam, uh, and it was something via apps. And honestly, I did not quite understand, but also it was really late that day. Probably should have read it early in the morning. Um, so what can you say about what is like, what does that mean? Like, what does that fraud, fraud on CTV means and how can uh, we, we make sure not to have it happen for us? Yeah, we, we have a live <coughs> living brand safety team at mm-hmm. uh, Spotex Magnite um, that's watching this stuff every day. And we're a huge partner with Double Verify. Our, mm-hmm. our lead of brand safety actually sits on the IAB board kind of making the standards. Mm-hmm. So we do have a lot of this, uh, and and I don't want it to freak people out, but I'll share with you afterwards kind of how CTV fraud works. You know, it just has a lot to do with um, uh, server side ad insertion uh-huh. because you know in a normal digital ad, you uh, let's say a display banner, mm-hmm. um, load up your web page, and then you see at the top it starts loading up your display banners. You're used to that user experience when mm. you load up an OLV you know, thing. If you're watching an OLV thing, you're used to that little buffer that loads mm-hmm. your ad. True, true. So what, what server-side ad insertion mm-hmm. does is create a real TV experience. There's no buffering of ads. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, you know, you have your supply-side platform in a spot X and Magnite, mm-hmm. and then you have your, you know, your TV app, let's say Sling, mm-hmm. and you're you're waiting for the app, you know, you're, you're loading up sling and you're going to watch the basketball game and you mm-hmm. expect it to be a live TV experience, which means no buffering, none of this weird stuff. So server side ad insertion kind of sits in the middle. And so mm-hmm. as soon as you log on, it identifies who you are. You're this sling user. You, you know, you're into these type of things that you search for this type of that you watch. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, your habits, your psychographic information, what it assumes you are, who wants to target you. It could be broad targeting. McDonald's wants to serve an ad to anybody on earth yeah. or, you know, and so that server-side ad insertion prefetches mm-hmm. um, some of that content and then make sure that it serves in a seamless stitched together platform. There's some other areas where we're seeing it, where we've been combating fraud in that space. Like I said, I'll share it. Uh, and you can, you know, share out to those who've, you know, participated in this. Okay. Don't want it to scare anybody because what the at the end of the day, what's go- this is this is extremely minimal. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, my my own two senses. Sometimes it gets exaggerated for the point of it being exaggerated. Right. Love to dramatize things in our right. industry. Yeah, this is not like digital when it was yeah. in its infancy, and there was so much mm-hmm. fraud. Um, that, that's just, that's just not the case here. And again, that's my opinion. Um, you know, 
as a personal person, but seeing the space and seeing what I see. Um, but we work very closely with Double Verify, and we're trying to lead the industry into a safer CTV space. I mean, that's actually a great way to, I think, to end this conversation. Uh, and for those listening out there, uh, thank you for joining us. Gabriel Cohen is um, genius and is available if you want to reach out to him and have more questions. He's on LinkedIn. DM him. Um, send him an email, gcohen at magnite.com. Um, he's very responsive that I know. Leave a comment if you want to find out more information. And sometimes it's just that simple. Sometimes it's just getting on the phone with them, asking all the questions you need to ask, and then making a decision from there. That's the best way we can, right? And um, educating yourself. So constant education will help you and arm you to have certain competition with vendors and partners that you can ask like intelligent questions, such as like, actually fraud, what, what does that mean? How do I know what happened? And he'd said, okay, we're partnering with brand safety uh, a vendor, like Double Verify. We're looking at that. We have an internal team. So those are great things you want to remember when I, like when you're talking to any vendor, if you're talking to a vendor and they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it without any explanation, you might have to ask the question again um, because there's always an intelligent explanation to everything. And if they don't know in the moment and they come back to you, that's fine. But you want to make sure you ask those questions. It's so important. Like, especially as we're projecting to go into an identity link um, ecosystem in terms of audience targeting, because I don't want to say the other word. Um, I think it's important to ask those type, those type of questions. Like, do you have an internal team that's going to make sure things are happening? If so, how do I know for sure? And if something happens, how do I address? So, um, and another thing I'll end with that is the fact that you need a partner that's actually a real partner. So what I mean by that is like, <laughs> get you somebody like Gabriel that will actually address your questions when you need it or give you the support you need or share even like information like, hey, here's what you want to know and here's some more documents that you want to do, you know, just in case you want to review. Like the vendor has to be transparent enough that you feel comfortable with the amount of information that's coming to you. Um, so thank you so much for joining us today. Gabriel, do you have any last words, anything else that you want to share before we uh, end this, this call? No, that's Bye. great. Thanks for yeah, you're very kind in your words to me. And get you somebody like Ellen that can help you consult <laughs> and find the people that you need to talk to and uh, and vet those vendors and help you vet them. <laughs> yeah, and there's a few a few of us out there, and I want to give them the shout out because um, it's needed. Like this transparency is a big problem in our industry, and we've worked yeah. in the back end, and we understand things just as much as them. So I think it's, it's definitely a partnership to to consider. You know, even if it's not with me, like. People like Gabriel are here to help. You just have to either reach out and actually they reach out to you. So just get this opportunity to uh, really ask all the questions. Like no questions are too dumb. This is your budget. This is your brand. So um, so that's that would be like my parting word. Like stay curious, ask questions, and then make decisions on, on that. Feel free to grab today's conversation and show notes including our guest information on our website, programmaticdigest.com, programmaticdigest.com. See you.
you next week and stay curious, my friends.